0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. We're also brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast's Made Stealth 2 Driver Giveaway. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash driver to enter today before the big drawing on April 8th. We're also brought to you by Baseball Money is Fake our Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Join Blake and Ryan three times a week and get all the player breakdowns and statistical data you need to dominate. Driver! Start your back again to talk racing things it is the NASCAR gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast Network he's Cody Zeb I'm Rod via Gomez and we are going to get down and dirty this week in Bristol once again the Bristol dirt race takes over the Bristol raceway Bristol Motor Speedway Bristol takes over Bristol that track over there and uh, and uh, yeah the cup drivers will be slip sliding around uh, for a, a good long while to our amusement on Easter Sunday, no less. Cody, this was a, a concept introduced a couple of years ago. It's now stuck on the schedule. Uh, I know we loved it the first time around, and how are we feeling a couple of years into it? I love it. I'm I'm
1: big dirt track guy. Grew up, grew up watching the dirt races, going to dirt races. Still love going to dirt races. It's so much fun. Uh, it's getting back to the roots of NASCAR, right? They started on the dirt races. I get these cars aren't built to run on the dirt every week now, and it, it probably shouldn't be more than one race a year, right? But having the one race, I think, is great. Uh, I love that it's a paying event where, I mean, it, it can be a wild card like a super speedway, maybe not to that degree. But a couple of years ago, I mean, you could say it was. Like Joey Logano had hardly ever raced dirt in his life and ends up winning the first race there. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm pumped. It's... uh the first year, 2021, was very messy. There was a lot of things that uh, didn't quite go correctly. Last year was not perfect, but it was a lot better. Things were improved. It was also raining. I guess we should probably check the weather and see if if that's in the forecast this week at all. So, but it, it was a lot smoother this past year than than it was previously. I mean, we've seen it with the trucks where they've been doing it for years now, going back to Eldora. They've run on Knoxville. They've run on Bristol Dirt now. And so I think it's a fairly smooth operation for the most part (laughs) with the trucks. Um, And so uh, I think that it's going to continue to get better as they continue to do it. I'd maybe like to see it be on an actual dirt track. I don't know why we feel the need to to pour all this dirt onto Bristol, which is already a good track in its own right. (laughs) But, you know, that's a conversation for another day.
0: It most certainly is. There are clouds in the sky for Thursday and Friday, but everybody should be happy because Saturday and Sunday, bright and sunny, uh, 58 good. degrees and 70 degrees on Sunday when the actual race is. Uh, trucks are going to be on Sunday, so they, they're in for some sunny weather as well. It'll be cold, but it'll be sunny, and we don't have to worry about any sort of weather, inclement weather or anything of that effect, uh, and just good old-fashioned dirt racing although it it did amaze me too and and i loved watching the just a process of of covering it dirt, where they got the dirt from like this wasn't just dirt that you like got out of your front yard this was like custom made dirt from wherever it was like tailor-made for this specific event
1: yeah and that's crazy thing like you know when they build a dirt track like it's not just they don't just go out there and grade the dirt that's there and and call it good like there's specific different types of clay that need to be put down and different types of dirt and combinations. And I mean, there's a whole thing that goes into it and Bristol's done the same thing. And then they've kept this combination on the property. They just take it off the track, clean it for the fall race, leave it on the property and then bring it back for this race again. Uh, again, seems, seems like maybe an unnecessary cost, but whatever, I guess it's, uh, it's, it's led to some good racing. I've enjoyed it. I was really enjoying it. As they were coming out of turn four last season, Tyler Reddick was about to cash. I think I had him about 20 to one. And then Chase Briscoe ruined it all. And Kyle Busch snuck through for the win. But, oh, well, I've gotten over that, as you can tell. And uh, ready to to hit it outright this week.
0: Cody, will you quit dwelling on bets that you lost 15 years ago buddy nobody likes that just
1: kidding. i just i try to bring up cardboard at least once a week in the, <laughs> in the discord anytime i need a caution i'm like i just saw a piece of cardboard throw the yellow it's uh, there's uh, definitely cardboard out there that's how this works right
0: that's exactly how this works but um yeah listen and and who knew there was a uh, there was a, a science to dirt like i honestly like i said that was something that kind of caught my attention first and foremost but then again i, I should have been surprised because it is nascar and with the scrutiny that they put everything that they do under why not the yeah. the dirt well, goes and then on the like
1: track. the different ways to treat it throughout the night right like they have to put enough water on it but not too much water pack it in correctly. you'll see the trucks out there and the cars out there packing the dirt in and, and like there's a, a lot of care that goes into it and if you go to your local dirt track you'll see the same process there it's an entire process throughout the night of manicuring that track to make good racing, have the appropriate lines form, not have things be too messy, but have them be messy enough, all of the above. So it's uh it is a fun process to watch unfold.
0: Yes, it is. And it's a fun race to behold as well, because again, you don't see these cars in full skid mode any other week, but this week at Bristol and it's, you know, when you watch these cars go almost sideways, the amount of control you've got to have, I mean, it, it just, yeah. I, I don't know. That's a little too on the edge for me, Cody. I don't know that I'd ever be able to be a good dirt racer, because I'd always just be like, under my, my visor, I'd just be like, ah. Oh the whole time you know
1: yeah i mean that uh it seems like it would be the most fun though at the same time like (laughs) and when you get to like the dirt late model levels the sprint cars i mean those guys are are literally going left but they're turning right through the corners Uh, a lot of the dirt late models and, and even the midgets and stuff they're the left wheels coming up off of the off of the track they're running on three wheels for half the track it's exciting it's fun it's not quite the same in these these massive uh heavy heavy stock cars but it is still a good time I'm excited for it um and yeah I'm man it's going to be a good week. I'm uh, it's going to be fun fun week of racing. Not as much racing as we had this past weekend where everybody was in action just the trucks just the cups this week cup this week. But I think we're going to have some good racing and we get the additional racing quote unquote with the heat races to determine the lineups qualifying we'll get into that when we get into the format here in a few but things are going to be a little different gives us kind of an extra extra look at some racing and Will give us an opportunity to watch some of these guys out on the track, and then hopefully get a chance to to bet. Then going into you know Saturday night for the Cup guys for Sunday, uh, so definitely want to be in the Discord channel where we can talk about that and and talk about you know line shifts and and who's impressed and who we who we maybe want to jump on or jump off or whatever the case may be.
0: Indeed, I always hearken back to the words of the great Hudson Hornet who said, "Turn left to go right." on this race again yes, we are classic
1: movie quote
0: <laughs> again we are in bristol tennessee for the 2023 food city dirt race it is 250 laps around the historic half mile bristol motor speedway i got it right this time uh dirt track configuration uh the last race on this track like uh, cody had said was the the infamous Kyle Busch backing into the win as Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe. Well, Briscoe tried that slidey thing. He he went full on lightning McQueen and uh
1: I mean it was that's a dirt track move like in a in a dirt track car that move would work. But in a 3600 pounds stock car or whatever they are didn't
0: quite work and uh,
1: unfortunately cost us all. Cost us all the cash on
0: Tyler Reddick. Unfortunately, it did. Uh, in the 2021 version, just like Cody said, Joey Logano. I mean, we should have known it was the first dirt race, and Joey Logano wins things for the first Jeez. time.
1: God, he is the king of first time. He is
0: he is, and he did it. He won here uh, after starting tenth. So, uh, ten cautions in that 2021 race, like Cody said, it was you know ten cautions for 39 laps out of a 259. Uh, or 250-lap race is a little bit frustrating. But the next year, that was even more frustrating. 14 cautions for 82 laps. Uh, that was a, a pretty freaking big haul. There was a lot going on. It was just uh, average speed of the race, 34 miles an hour, if that tells you anything.
1: <laughs> that is actually pretty crazy, uh, yeah. And then back in the first year, they did it in 21. They actually ended up changing... <laughs> in the middle of the race and doing the restart single file because things were just so chaotic trying to do the double file restarts so again it's it's been a work in progress but I think things have improved from year one to year two i expect them to improve even more as we go to a third year with this the teams know more what to expect nascar knows more what to expect the track knows more of what to expect i think everything will uh will continue to look up and and forward and better and I think they're going to put on a good show for us on uh, Easter Sunday.
0: I agree. And look, all of these drivers agree that once this uh, once this dirt does get packed in, and once this dirt does get worked over, and the rubbers laid down on it, it treats just like an asphalt track. So, I mean, you, you see a lot of sliding, but it basically has the same sort of mannerisms as far as the lanes you can run. You know, obviously, you saw it last year. Even there, there was a couple of different lines working around that track, and. You know, being able to dive bomb into the corners to get that slide going—the the old slide job that uh, Chase Briscoe tried to throw on—you know that that stuff was working last season, and so hopefully we see a little bit better outcome this year. Again, this is the third year on the track; they've trained for it a lot, like the 15 million road courses we have now. Like you can't ignore Bristol Dirt anymore. You can't just kind of say, "Okay, well, this is just a one race." If you want to be competitive. These are the kind of tracks that you got to try to separate yourself on because these mile and a halves, everybody trains for them. You know the the miles, the speedways, everybody. But if you want to be good, come out and be good on the dirt. You know, get your one win of the season on dirt where you, you almost have a chance. Everybody's got a chance, you know.
1: Yeah, well, and this is a great chance for for guys that are dirt track guys to get that win to put them in the playoffs, right? A guy like Justin Haley, he's got a dirt track background. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Now he's already won the Daytona 500, so. You know, but this would be a great chance for him to get in there. Uh, guys like that 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 aren't so much looking at a at a regular win week in and week out. Uh, and honestly, I'm going to make a case for a guy today that I think this might be his only chance to to get a win, despite some other people being very high on him. Uh, and so I think that he maybe needs to get it done. So I'll save that uh, that little nugget for later on in the show, but uh, we'll be talking about him.
0: We will be talking about it. We'll be talking about all of our picks uh, when we start laying out our bets. So uh, unless there's really any other, oh, we do need to talk about how the qualifying works in this because this is going to go a long way too. Cody, I know that you uh, studied this a little bit so you can lay it out for everybody as far as what happens because this is not just your normal, you know, go out, run a few laps and and do it. This is a full on dirt qualifying type of a thing. So walk us through how the grid's going to get set for this Sunday's race.
1: Okay, first up, they will have windshields on the car. There had been talk about taking the windshields off. Traditional dirt cars don't have windshields. Obviously, the windshields get dirty from the dirt and the mud and everything, Um, but they are doing the same changes they had last year. Uh, It's a plastic underbody that won't get damaged. There's no front splitter. Uh, overhang, strakes, or diffuser. I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. The are, are there
0: Louvers? Are, well, well, I think the Louvers are
1: still going to be there. Okay, so, uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> they vent whatever the hell they do up there. I don't know. but okay. um, And then no wet weather package necessarily, but we saw it last year. You can still race in the rain on dirt to a degree. Like It can get muddy quickly, and, and so it depends. But light rain and stuff. Uh, we saw last year they red flagged the race for a little bit. That's where I was hoping they would end it because Tyler Reddick was winning at that point. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Uh, But um, they can go back to racing quicker because they don't necessarily have to wait for it to dry. They can pack it in and, and whatnot. So just something to keep an eye on. But as far as the format goes, so there is going to be four, is it four heat races? Is it by heat race? Yeah, I think it's four. We'll have to we'll have to confirm yeah like no it's four it's four qualifying part. heat okay. races yeah it yes is. four qualifying heat races so it's going to be a random draw to set these heat race lumps heat races similar to what they ran at the Coliseum for the clash back there so it'll be the four the four heat races randomly drawn and they're gonna to use a passing point scale which is common in dirt tracks so if you finish first you'll get 10 points if you finish second you get one point or nine points and so on and so forth then also for each position you gain during the race you get one point so the guy who starts on the pole for the the heat race he can't gain any passing points he can only gain the 10 points for finishing first so the guy who starts last obviously has the ability to to get passing points and and get the uh the finishing points there's no negative points so you don't go backwards um you just get you can only go forwards as far as your points go um so then they will use that formula whoever scores the most passing points basically will start on the pole in the main cup series race and these will take place on saturday by the way and then they will start on the pole in the cup series race um and then the ties will be broken by owner points so uh that would that would be like the card number. So I think the 48 is leading the owner points right now. Uh and then like when it comes to Josh Barry, it'd be wherever the nine car is, not where Josh Barry is in points, wherever the nine car is in points. Uh, and so on and so forth. So that is how they were going to determine the starting lineup for the actual race. So we'll talk DFS later in the week and we'll probably bring this up again. But you'll have to wait until after Saturday's qualifying races to know where the actual starting spots are. That's not going to count towards that or anything. Um, And there's only 37 entries, I believe, in the Cup Series uh, with Davenport being the only open car, I believe. Uh, So everybody will make the show. Yeah, that's right. Yes, everybody will make the show in that. uh, And then over in the Truck Series, we'll talk about this more tomorrow, but there is 41 entries for 36 spots. So you will have Drivers that will not make the truck show, uh, which we've traditionally seen. And there's a lot of people driving in the uh, truck race. So we'll we'll get to that tomorrow when we cover the truck uh, series, which shout out to the books. They've actually got some truck series odds up a little earlier this week. So we should be able to have our normally scheduled truck series uh, show tomorrow. But that is the long way about getting to how they're going to set this lineup. Uh, It can be slightly confusing, but hopefully I didn't make it too confusing for you.
0: Just know that right now I'm that GIF of where I'm trying to add everything up in that beautiful yeah. mind GIF. Yeah. I,
1: all the all the math floating around here, trying in the air. to figure out I mean, triangles and shapes right. it, and main points. They'll they're going to cover it on the TV broadcast. Follow Bob Parker on Twitter. Like that's the best advice you can have for anything NASCAR related because he knows all of this stuff. He will have it turned out quickly. He'll be sitting there doing the math himself. He'll have the starting lineup before NASCAR even knows what the starting lineup is. <laughs> I, sometimes I think he's he's potentially the like secret master puppet behind NASCAR, and then he says what goes on, and they just do that. <laughs> or he's just smarter than they are about how their own stuff works. Either way, he's uh, he's a must follow for sure.
0: We don't know what's happening. Call Bob just just call Bob. I don't care what happens. Call uh, Bob.
1: Bob's generally knows the rule book more than NASCAR. Even does. it's like. <laughs> What, what's going on? What's the ruling here? And it's just like, maybe maybe we need to hook Bob up with the FIA. We talked about that over on the, the <laughs> they F1 <have> Gambling one. <laughs> Podcast. They've been having some issues over there, figuring out what the fuck they're doing. So uh, uh, maybe maybe they need to get hooked
0: up with a Bob of their own. But uh, luckily, we have Bob for NASCAR. So Yes, we do. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, set up some bets on the other side of our break because, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun watching this race and betting on this race. So we'll do that when we come back. Well, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a great place to get down on fantasy and player props all year long. Underdog Fantasy is your favorite NBA, NHL, and MLB daily games. Plus, they're already doing best ball drafts for the 2023 season. Go head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN pn all right uh you know i wish underdog fantasy would give us like uh some some nascar props you know uh, yeah, i've miss... got
1: everything else it yeah. would be great yeah i've been uh cranking out the fantasy football best ball drafts over there that's a lot of fun you definitely need to get in that they got some super flex ones even love me some super flex style fantasy football but yes we do need to get on them about the nascar portion it would be nice to uh to have another uh, avenue for the the DFS uh, and NASCAR props
0: well, let's get on that then underdog if you're listening, we want them. let's get them. We've already got Book the books to start putting up uh putting up truck race odds early. so yeah, let's yeah. go.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and shout out to Caesars. I mean, they've got the whole the whole game up there already. yeah head to heads, top threes, top fives, all that stuff so. That's going to be fun to talk about tomorrow, but let's get to the Cup Series side of things. Rod, let's do it. First up for me, I have Alex Bowman, a guy I've been loving to bet on every week, over Ross Chastain. This is minus 115 over on Caesars. Uh, This is just a case of a guy that I can trust to consistently get good finishes. Alex Bowman is top 10 almost every single week versus a guy who every meme in the world right now has him causing every problem in the world right now. Which he tends to do sometimes. Uh, you go back and look at their two again, there's it's there's not much comparable to look into this. So it, it's you go back and look over the last two races here. You can only take so much from that, even though. But you go back and look, Alex Bowman twenty second in the first race, so not very good. But did have a sixth place finish last season. Uh Chastain wrecked out in both races, thirty fifth and thirty third. So again, he's already scares you on a week to week basis to be on, right? Because he, is, he does get in the way. He is aggressive, which can go to his favor sometimes, but it can go to his detriment a lot of times. So this is just basically a case of I trust Alex Bowman. I don't trust Ross Chastain as much. Uh, Bowman, I mean, he had the sixth place finish last season, so he proved he can get it done, right? Plus, he's off to such a solid start to this season. Hasn't had the speed of the Larson and the Byron up front, but he has been consistently in the top 10 each and every week and he's the points leader at this time. So he's been consistent, which is what I love. Chastain, you just can't trust him. Could he come out and win this race? Absolutely, he could. I'm not saying he's going to be bad this weekend, but I don't trust him to get that car all the way to the finish in a clean manner, whereas I do trust Alex Bowman to do so. So Alex Bowman over Ross Chastain, that's going to be my first one.
0: I love it, and I'll make a case for further that point as well later on. Uh yeah, you definitely can't discount Bowman at this point. It's just, you know, he's he's not the he's not the top of the line right now at at uh, Hendrick, but he's most certainly not, well, listen. There's this thing where the the bottom driver of a top-tier team, right, is still better than the top driver of a mid or a lower-tier team. So, I mean, if you're the last of the best, you're still the best of the rest you know, in exactly.
1: some cases. So, yep, you got it.
0: Uh, all and, right. uh oh, go for it. his
1: odds to win 20 to one again this week. I did not Uh-oh. pick him this week, which likely means he's going to win. So <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to sit out there because I've been on him at 20 to one a few weeks in a row here and he's been close, but hasn't hit. So this is probably going to be the week.
0: I was like, Cody, he's 20 to one. That's an auto bet, bro. You, <laughs> that one should have it already is. been. I mean,
1: Oh, see, now I'm considering I might have to throw it in there because it is an auto bet, right?
0: Nah, I, I'm not, I'm not swaying you either way, but I'm just saying you, your words,
1: follow me, follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z, I might add that to the car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, one that's already being added to the car and one that will probably have you once again shocked is Michael McDowell as a top 10 car This is at plus 285 over there on Barstool. Here's the thing, right? And and for Michael McDowell, you know him for popping up every once in a while and having decent races, you know, and and being up in contention. And he did exactly this in the 2022 dirt race. He started 17th, but he ended up finishing ninth. Sort of got his way into a pretty decent finish, a top 10 finish there on Bristol dirt. And, And listen, like Cody said, you can take all of these short track. You can take all of these metrics. You can do anything you want with all of the the stats that you can find, but it doesn't really give you the only thing that you can really comp to is the Bristol dirt track. Like, there's no other, you know. Oh, but he does this on short tracks, or he's this bad in short tracks, or this good on short. I don't care because normal short tracks, you're not driving sideways for most of the race, right? And right. You, it's a different it's a different uh, discipline altogether. So. Get
1: to that point, even more like we've only we've been here twice on Bristol dirt, but only once in the new car as well. Mm-hmm. So we've only got one look in the new car. We've got one look in the old car. And I do want to warn people as well. I don't we sort of mentioned this up top, but this race could be disastrous. Mm-hmm. I mean, it has the potential to be almost super speedway like in guys are going to have issues with overheating potentially because of mud getting caked they're going to be able to see because of dirt later on, there could be big wrecks. Like it has the potential for complete chaos. So keep that in mind going into this weekend. Uh, I think there's, you know, we've found some really good bets and I think that this will probably go a certain way, but it it can be chaotic any week, but more so this week than most uh, general oval tracks.
0: Yeah. Don't just don't go too heavy this week. Like again, this is, this is a week where you're going to want to put a little stuff to have fun, make a little money, but like, if your house is if you're if you're trying to win another house, this is not the week to do it. Yeah, I'm probably. telling you right now. <laughs> uh, all right, getting back to Michael McDowell uh, in the 2021 race, he actually had a 12th place finish, so two spots outside of the top 10. That was the first year here; not a bad showing, in, in fact. And he started 16th, finished 12th, so he held his own. Basically, uh, advanced four spots because of a bunch of folks that were crashed out and engines wrecking and all kinds of crazy stuff that happened that race. But also, listen, Michael McDowell's not had a very bad season so far. In fact, his last two races, he's been right outside and inside the top 10. uh, On the the road race over there in Austin, he finished 12th. And then Richmond last week, he crawled his way up to a sixth-place finish. So Michael McDowell's quietly doing okay. And I'm not asking him to do anything more than get into the top 10 which he did last season, which he almost did the first season on Bristol Dirt, which he did last week, right? I mean, Michael McDowell, it's easy to overlook him. It's easy to say, yeah, but he's Michael McDowell. But every once in a while, he creeps up on you. And I think at plus 285, I like the opportunity for him to do it again this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, other than that big win in Daytona, obviously, when he wins the 500, like Michael McDowell will just top 10 and top 15 the hell out of you every week and just – Nobody ever pays attention to him, but he's always right there. He's a veteran driver. He's been around a long time. He's made a lot of Star Cup Series. He is going to take it easy. He's going to stay out of trouble, stay out of the way, and put himself in position to be there at the end. Plus 285, I have no argument here. Again, he did it last season. Almost did it the the time before in the two two samples we have on this track and on dirt. So I I like this one. I think it's good value. I am going to take Dennis over Ryan Blaney. Good old Denny Hamlin. Uh, Again, this is just a case of, and this one's minus 115 over on Caesars. Uh, This is just a case of who can you trust more? And uh, I don't know if you've seen Ryan Blaney lately, but I don't trust anything that Ryan Blaney is doing at all. And Blaney's actually been good on both these dirt races at Bristol, so I will give him that. He finished eighth here in 21, fifth here last season. So, uh, again, it's not that he's been bad. It's just that current times i cannot trust anything he does you saw the mistakes last year another thing we didn't mention no no live pit stops here as well uh it will be like the truck series was last week at at texas where they will have the you know break stage breaks they'll come down give them a chance to scrape the mud off change the tires five minute red flag or whatever it is uh so that is of note because When you're talking about both these guys, pit road penalties last week were were huge with problems. So we won't have that this week as much. Um, but Denny Hamlin did finish third here in the first race back in 2021. Kind of surprising. I don't know that Denny's really got much dirt experience ever, if any. Uh, but had a good, solid finish that day. Uh, again, a veteran that can can, can uh, you know stay out of trouble, avoid things, just be there at the end. Last season, he made it 95 laps into the race uh, in his car just was getting caked with mud on the front engine overheated and expired uh so we didn't really get a chance to see what he could have done with it but his third place finish the year before and just the fact that right now i can trust any hamlin i cannot trust well i guess unless you look at last week but for the most part i can trust any hamlin and i can't trust ryan blaney i can't trust ryan blaney's crew and everyone to to put him in position where he needs to be Uh, And so for me, Denny Hamlin is the easy side of this at minus 115.
0: Yep, and I'm going to uh, pile on to that because I also have Denny Hamlin in a head-to-head, but I have him over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at minus 114 over there on Barstool. And, okay, here's the thing about it. I know Ricky Stenhouse, right, you just alluded to it earlier and the fact that he— is a dirt track guy and everything. But here's also where my handicap goes, and and you you brought up Denny Hamlin's finishes in this as well. Uh, but Ricky Stenhouse, in the 2022 season last year, uh, in this new car, right, this is the new package, this is the new car, started 16th, finished 29th. He was five, what's it, 10 laps down, actually. Uh, he was the first car that was uh, still on the track running Uh, That was that was out there, right? And everybody else had pretty much crashed out. So um, Stenhouse was was caught up in in a in a bad wreck on lap 163 um, that collected what four cars in it. So he obviously had a bad day. But again, you know, it's Ricky Stenhouse. And as much as I love that he won the first race of the season, it hasn't been all that great for him the rest of the way through um a 12th place finish not bad but 24th in vegas 19th in phoenix 17th in atlanta he did manage a 7th place finish in austin but i mean come on man <laughs> that race the end of that race i could have finished in the top 10 at the end of that race uh and ended up finishing 35th at richmond which is a short track right if we're gonna it's a short er track i don't want to say short track but short er track um and and really I don't know that I... And again, it comes down to, like you said, who do I trust? I don't trust Ricky Stenhouse Jr. this week. But I will trust the fact that Denny Hamlin... And I I broke down. I don't normally listen to his podcast... I just I don't know what oh, it is. I do.
1: It's it's I know great. it's a great you, I
0: it's good. It's
1: must listen in my opinion.
0: It's it's got its moments. Shout I don't out know. to
1: him too. He apologized to the gamblers that bet on him. I he appreciated, did. That, I appreciated did. that. He said I'm sorry to all the betters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I was
0: like, thank you, like, Danny. Like, hey, he's talking
1: to me. Thank you, Denny. Yeah,
0: thank you, Denny. <laughs> uh but here's the thing. For Denny Hamlin, he knows, right? He knows what he did. He knows what happens. He knows but he's ready for this race. He said it himself on his show. He's like, I'm ready for this race. I'm not I'm not messing around this time. I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna do what I need to do, and there's no pit penalties to be had. Thank God. So you give me Denny Hamlin, uh, not battling his pit crew, not battling calls and strategies and all that, and a third place finish in 2021. And uh, uh, what do we talk about? A uh, why am I scrolling? We
1: overheated last. That's week, right. Last was year. So yeah. yeah. Uh, so but, it was
0: a bad finish. A bad finish last year, but that was overheating. <laughs> Um, they'll have that figured out as well. So again, like Denny Hamlin has a fast car. There's no doubt about it. Ricky Stenhouse has a fast car some weeks, doesn't have a fast car other weeks, and uh, I can't trust him on this track.
1: Yeah, I, I like this one, but not as much, I guess, as the Blaney, which just seems weird because Blaney should be the better of the two, right, between, between Blaney and Stenhouse. But I, I had Stenhouse, when I say penciled in, literally on my paper right here. I had him on here and I crossed him off, but uh, I had him at a top 10, a plus 110 over a bar stool. I was going to take it and I talked myself out of it. He did finish second here in 2021. He is a dirt track guy, so you got to give him that part of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I probably would side with you on the Hamlin side of this as well. Uh, so we'll roll with that. Here's going to be my little dark toss. Maybe some chaos happens. Maybe uh, Maybe this guy pays off for me. I'm uh, I'm starting to find myself gravitating toward Ty Gibbs a little bit. I can't help it, Um, but I'm going to take him. He is top Toyota over on Caesars at 15-1, to and a top 10 over on Barstool is plus 250. Uh, Very limited dirt track experience from Gibbs, I will say that. Was not in the Cup Series the last two seasons when they came to this track, And he did never race in the truck series on this track either. And Xfinity doesn't come here. So he's not raced on Bristol dirt specifically. He does have a few starts in the Arca series on dirt. And he used to race carts back in the day at Millbridge. That's about the extent of his dirt track stuff. So this is more of just what have you done for me lately, right? And that's what I like about Gibbs. Um, And I feel like, again, with this top Toyota bet, there's only six Toyotas in the field. So you only have to beat five other guys. Bubba Wallace, uh, where where his head's at right now with how things have gone. He didn't have good finishes at either uh, of the previous races here, so I don't have much faith in him. Christopher Bell, he's a dirt track guy, should be good. Denny Hamlin, we just talked about it. He could potentially be good. He could maybe not be good either. We'll see. Uh, Tyler Reddick is a dirt track guy. Should have won this race last year. So you, you got him up there good. Martin Trex Jr., If you feel like you can trust him, and we'll talk about that later, best of luck to you. But if things go wrong, if Hamlin overheats again, if Tyler Reddick gets caught up in a wreck early, any number of things happen, all he has to do is beat five other Toyotas. He's got three ninth place finishes in a row at different styles of tracks, right? At, was it Atlanta three weeks ago? Then Coda, then Richmond. I mean, three completely different styles of tracks, top nines. He's starting to get things figured out. 15 to 1 when you only have to beat five other guys. Things could go wrong. This is, again, kind of building for a chaos scenario. Maybe some of the guys you bet on end up getting taken out or whatever to win. You could fall back on this. And the top 10, uh, again, I think it was M. Shepard that has called it out a couple of times on the Discord. But he's been consistently getting those top 10s and cashing. And you're getting him at plus 250. I mean, Michael McDowell. Yes, a veteran. Yes, he's done it the last couple of seasons, but he's in way lesser equipment than Ty Gibbs is in the Gibbs table is almost the same price. So I like that part of it. Uh, and yeah, again, just Ty Gibbs has been sticking out to me as somebody I need to I feel like we need to get on before we don't get good value on him. And so I'm going to try to grab that this weekend with 15 to one for top Toyota and t- two plus 250 for top 10 for for Ty Gibbs.
0: I the only thing that gives me pause about this, and I'll talk more about Gibbs in a little bit as well. It seems like we're both on the same wavelength here. Again, if you if you're new to this show and you don't necessarily know, Cody and I don't net don't we don't discuss our bets before we fill out the sheets. So um a lot of our research is on our own, obviously, and then we come together and put the, the picks on the sheets. Sometimes he gets there first, sometimes I get there first, but more often Boy, than not,
1: like I, I don't know how you do it exactly, but I always write like on my piece of paper over here. I literally have, I write them down before I go and plug them in. So, I'm what you even if you've written them down in the document before I get there has no effect on. And we've disagreed on things. I mean, last last week we had a whole show of disagreeing on how the race would go. So we generally tend to, to lean certain ways together. I think we've kind of you know merged together through our however many episodes we're into this 150 now or whatever it is. But, uh, but you know, we have our own takes as well. Yes,
0: sir. Uh, and that's the thing, like I'll, I'll tell you about what I feel about Gibbs in a little bit, but I, yeah, it's a, it's going to take me a little bit more convincing. I think, uh, if I wanted to, but again, for this price, Definitely worth a dart throw, and chaos can rain. We already know this; we've seen it happen over and over again. But um, all right, well, I'm going to go back to to Ryan Blaney. I know you talked about Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney, and I like this, uh, but I also like Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain at minus one ten. There's one simple mindset that I got in when I saw this initial head to head, and I thought to myself, "Here's here's how I pounce on this Chastain thing, right?" Because Ross Chastain is in the headlines right now, and not for the right reasons, right? Obviously, people are, are memeing him to have uh, put everything under the sun that has ever happened bad into his hands, right? I mean, it's it's funny, but as I don't we know now- if you
1: saw the one I shared in the Discord, Rod. That which was one? The- it was the video that was posted over on Reddit, and it was just like— and, like, there's just a video of, like, Chastain just popping up in every, like, <laughs> sad moment in history. Like, I've seen him, like, at the JFK assassination. I've seen him at Rex, like, a long time ago. He was the guy who started the fight in the 1979 to 500. <laughs> like, it's great. There's so many different memes out there of Ross Chastain just causing every problem in the history of the world. It's amazing.
0: Okay, but see, this is what I'm talking about. And this is where that kind of stuff, it doesn't. We always tend in the internet world to say, let it roll off you, right? But it's just not going to roll off of you. And there are many, many factors that are about to bite Ross Chastain in the ass this weekend where you're on dirt, you're already slip sliding around, you're already out of control, Ross Chastain is uh, the most aggressive driver out there on the track. There are no friends to be found in the garage out there right now. And so... There's just way too many landmines for a guy like that on the track, not to mention in his own head this weekend, because you don't think for one second that that's going to weigh on his mind when he straps in this weekend into that car. Everything that Christopher Bell calling him the wrecking ball and, you know, not just everything, everything that weighs on him, you know, not to mention the fact that he hasn't had the best luck on this track either uh, in his career so he's not
1: not finished either race in no the third, so.
0: he crashed out of 2021 and had injury problems in 2022 there is nothing in ross chastain's favor heading out to this race unless he's pissed off and wants to to shake the demons i mean he has two good finishes right a fourth place in uh, austin and a third place in richmond a
1: uh, pissed off ross to me though seems like a a dangerous to himself Ross yeah well danger you not know, it's himself not like it well and everybody to else people too. I guess yeah. yeah but it's not the same as like a pissed off Kyle Bush where he's no. he's gonna channel that in his favor it seems I don't know and I don't want to bash on Chastain too much but it's just it's to the point where you can't trust him I mean you've got guys blaming him for accidents that he didn't even do anything to be blamed on I mean that's just the it's to where you know everybody's just pointing the finger at him he's got no friends out there this is already going to be that type of race where you have to be on it constantly. People aren't going to want to fuck around with him, and it just—you can't trust him. I don't know if you can trust Ryan Blaney either. I'm kind of indifferent on this. Uh, and man, if you're—if you listen to the show last season, we literally had an entire segment almost of how was Cody betting on Ryan Blaney this week? Because I couldn't help myself betting the guy every week. I am just completely out on Ryan Blaney until he does something. It's like that little meme with, you know, you're poking the stick and it's like, do come on, something. do something, dude. Like Jesus, man. But yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably staying away from this one just cause I don't trust either of these guys. Um, but yeah, it's again, pick your poison, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, look to Blaney's credit. He does have an eighth place and a fifth place finish on the Bristol dirt track. He does for all that he's done wrong has still three top 10 finishes in the seven races this season. So it isn't. It hasn't been completely bad. The last two weeks have stunk to high hell. Absolutely, California stunk. But you know, a thirteenth place finish in Vegas, eighth at Daytona, second at Phoenix, seventh at Atlanta. Eh, it's it's not like he's been completely bad. But I just feel like I don't know that Chastain's going to make it too far in this race. There's a lot of bumpers. <laughs> There's a lot of bumpers out there that have his name on it, and Blaney. I feel like he can run at least one more lap than Chastain does and at the very least finish above him.
1: Yeah, and we talked a bit bit about it last season. and It never really came to fruition, but this is a type of track where if you wanted to get a shot in on Ross Chastain, you'd be more able to get away with it without it being so obvious at a track like this. Car got
0: away from me, guy. I don't know what happened. You're going to
1: be slipping around. You're going to be sliding around. We're on dirt. It's unpredictable oops i sent it in a little too hard and around goes chastain not saying it's going to happen but i'm saying that it could and it's enough to scare me away from wanting to have any action on him yes sir Uh, a guy that again i've not been a big on yet this season but uh, last week i tried and he was close to cashing big for me so i'll try it again chase briscoe top five at plus 165 over on barstool um Chase Briscoe is a big dirt guy. He grew up racing dirt, loves to race dirt, uh, and he's been good at this track. Finished 20th here the first season. Last season, yes, he finished 22nd, Rod, but as we talked about, he was second place you know, on the final lap before he decided to take that dive bomb at Reddick Spun them both out. Reddick was able to recover and actually hold on to second, but uh, Briscoe fell all the way back to 22nd by the time he recovered. He did 59 laps, though. And I would say he arguably had the best car last year at this track. If you remember, he was running Reddick down. He just ran out of time. If he'd have had five, ten more laps, he would have passed Reddick and ended up winning this race. So I think he's going to be fast again. Uh, When I was talking about a guy earlier that I think maybe needs to get a win this week because he might not be able to do it anywhere else, this is the guy I'm talking about. It's Chase Briscoe. I don't see a bunch of other wins before the playoffs coming up for him. We have passed Phoenix where he won at last season. We passed the Phoenix style in Richmond, and there's not a bunch more that lines up looking good. With as much as Stuart Haas has struggled, other than the Harvick side of things, uh, and this is a chance for Briscoe to capitalize. I, I don't. We've. It's been proven that the dirt guys don't necessarily just. I mean, we thought coming out that first season, right? Like Kyle Larson was just going to lead every lap. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Tyler Tyler Reddick, Chase Briscoe, like those were going to be the four best cars out there and then like Larson was wrecked two laps into the race and everything was chaotic and it didn't happen that way. And Joey Logano, of all people wins. But I do think that some of these dark guys are going to raise a little bit more, uh, this, this season and, uh, Briscoe for a top five at plus plus one sixty five uh, is one that I really like.
0: Yeah. I, I will be okay with that one. Cause again, a top five for chase Briscoe, I can see you're right. He was definitely fast here, but I don't I don't know, man. A lot like uh, you not being sold on a lot of the guys that I talk about to this week. I just, I don't know. It's not sexy. I, Chase Briscoe is no, not and sexy.
1: No matter what Chase Briscoe does for me this week, like even if he is, uh, oh, Jesus Christ. He's plus 175 for top forward in this race. That is disgusting.
0: Yeah, that's not how cool. Oof, I would
1: not. touch. I was just looking that up because I was going to be like, ah, maybe I could add this. But no, he's the favorite. Kevin Harvick, ten to one, top forward. I'm at, I'm adding that right now, Rob. I don't care. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Last week he was a favorite to win the race. What what are we doing here? Hey, listen, anyways. Me. <laughs> so official play over on Caesars. Kevin Harvick, top forward at ten to one. That's gonna be my hedge off of Briscoe here. But uh, and you could cash both, I guess. But yeah, this is likely gonna be the last time, anytime soon, that you're gonna hear me bet on Briscoe. It's just these types of tracks with the dirt portion of it. This is going to be one of the last times I trust him. He could go out and win this race and cash all these bets for me. That'll be great, but I'm not going to be on him next week. I could tell you that already.
0: You're like, thanks for the ride, buddy. I will yeah. definitely take the exit <laughs> off of this freeway and we'll go somewhere else. But, um, exactly. All right. Well, my next, as Cody types in, the official play. <laughs> I'm
1: typing A. <laughs> I'll make sure we cover this on the recap when it hits.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go back to Ty Gibbs. Uh, I found him over uh, Josh Berry in a head to head at minus 110 on caesars believe it or not barry was juiced on the other side of this at minus 120. i fully appreciate the fact that barry got into uh, a good finish a second place finish last week but here's the thing that had far more to do with the pit strategy than it did the uh driving ability of josh Barrett. he was mired in the back for a better part of that race he was not going to see a second-place finish were it not for staying out like that and, and being lucky like that. So, all things considered, I love Josh Berry. Don't get us wrong. I mean, we, we've championed him. We love his, his ability. We love him in the Xfinity Series. We think he's a fantastic driver. He's going to be a great Cup Series driver someday. But look, 29th, 10th, 18th, all of those finishes are not spectacular, right, other than that second-place finish where we talked about Ty Gibbs um, slowly creeping up into the mix and being a factor uh, on his own merit. Three straight ninth-place finishes for Ty Gibbs. Just incredible. It's it's a weird phenomenon for him to finish ninth in all three of those races. Neither one of them have been on Bristol dirt as a cup driver, as a truck driver, like you said, or anything, right? This will yep. be their first experience on the dirt. So... I'm telling you right now, I just I feel like Ty Gibbs has just a, a better understanding of what's going on right now than does Josh Berry all the way around. And again, Josh Berry is still racing in Xfinity Series as well. So, not this week, of course, but he doesn't have split attention. Um, where Ty Gibbs, this is his only focus. You know, Josh Berry is still going to try to win an Xfinity Championship at some point. This is just him filling in for the nine. Right, I mean, he's trying to hold court as much as he can, but there's not a whole lot you can do when you're just keeping the seat warm for uh, a much, much better driver than, than you are at this point. So I just feel like Ty has the, the slight advantage in this. And again, I'm not saying that, that Barry can't do well and can't maybe finish in the top 15, but if you got a guy that's finishing ninth place for the last three weeks and, uh, and, and figuring things out quickly... I mean, you love, you love Ty Gibbs already this week, and again, I think that he'll be able to finish better than Josh Berry with very little experience for either one of them and, and a much better track record right now heading into the, the, well, momentum. People hate when I say, this driver's got momentum. But, but, validation, all of you, because Denny Hamlin I think, I think on his podcast, <laughs> well, I know, but Denny Hamlin on his podcast even said, driver momentum is real. So I take that and And stick it.
1: Not to get off on a side tangent, but momentum is very real. And I'm going to be talking about momentum here in a minute with one of my picks coming up, but it's momentum is very real. Yes. The car knows no difference from one week to the next. No the driver does. The crew does. The team does it. Momentum carries in any type of sports and, and racing and NASCAR is not excluded from that. Um, So I, I do, I, I mean, if you're a spreadsheet nerd, yes, you cannot put it down on paper exactly what it equates to, but it does factor into it, and, and I will die arguing on that hill because I fully believe in that. Um, man, you're picking the tough head-to-heads this week, Rod. I Again, this is kind of a toss-up for me. I have a hard time betting against Barry. Is there an over-under on how many times Josh Barry gets spun out? I'll take the over in every single race. I don't know if I've ever seen someone just get spun out more than Josh Berry does in the Xfinity series every week in the cup series every week, like always gets spun out and then he recovers and has these great finishes always. So it's just, it's, it's very odd, but he's, he's a great spinner router, I guess, <laughs> and, and not hitting things and finding his way back to the front. Uh, so yeah, I do, I do expect Gibbs to have a good day. Obviously I've got the bets on him, so uh, I'll back you on this. I don't feel as confident, but, uh, but if I had to pick a side, I suppose it probably would be the Gibbs side next up for me. A guy that I think is going to be quietly under the radar this week, but I absolutely love Daniel Suarez Rod for a top 10 over on Barstool. He's a plus money, a plus 110. This to me is a great bet. Daniel Suarez has been surprisingly very good at Bristol Dirt. Uh, in 2021, he led 64 laps here. A good portion of that late, rate, that race late. rather. Uh, it looked like he could potentially win that race until Joey Logano took over at the end. Uh, and he ended up falling back and finish in fourth place in that one. Uh, but he led 58 laps. And then last season is where he finished 12th place, but led 64 laps throughout the race. So again, he's been able to find his front a fourth place in a 12th place. That's one in the top 10 and one very close to the top 10 plus money. I think that Suarez uh, quietly could be a guy that could get it done this weekend. I mean, He's, it's been impressive how well he did both seasons on this track you saw that 99 car up front get some time time in the lead I think we're gonna see that again this week uh and I like me some Daniel Suarez
0: well you'll never get me to argue about Daniel Suarez uh just as a as a driver in general love the guy love speaking, his speaking his of phone. guys
1: that might not be able to win somewhere else and could need to get it done this week
0: yeah no absolutely and and here's the thing too. The reason that he's a plus money is obviously the last four weeks for him have been absolutely horrendous. 22nd, uh, 22nd place finish in Phoenix, 29th in Atlanta, 27th at Austin, 23rd in Richmond. You just want to talk about a guy that's fallen on hard times, especially after three straight top 10 starts or finishes to start the season, right? I mean, at some point he's got to catch back up again and maybe maybe slip siding around in the dirt will be where Daniel Suarez catches his groove uh, back again. Uh, all right, this is where I throw a dart. I loved this. This was a a crazy, uh, crazy fin or uh, thing here. I, it was on Caesars. I, I forgot to write it down, but I believe it was on Caesars because they are the ones that that give you these types of bets. And this is both to yeah. finish inside. Shout out, shout out to Caesars too. They've yeah. been
1: killing it with, uh, yeah. They've yeah. been yeah. They've been. It's been great uh, being able to get all of these. Uh, I mean, they've got so many different things. Like you're the one you're about to talk about. They've got winner of stage two wins the race, top Toyota, top Chevrolet, all to finish in the top ten, both to finish in the top five, all to finish in the top five. Winner of stage one wins the race, either to win the race, both to finish in the top ten. Like so many prop bets over there. So Quinella's. we pull yeah. Uh yeah. There's I mean, yeah, that's just that's not even half the list. I just read you there. Like they has been killing it with the odds this week. Uh I think that they've probably been or this year, I think they've been. The the book I've drawn from the most uh, Barstool, a close second too. But Caesars, I just want to give them a shout out because they have been just crushing it.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been good for for NASCAR for sure. Um, but this one is is offered there both to finish in the top three. I got Kyle Busch and Joey Logano. This is at sixteen to one. Now we talked about Kyle Busch slip sliding his way into a, a win last season, right? This is the last two cars to win at this track. Joey Logano is probably the harder sell of the two, uh, because of the fact that you know he he did win this race, but he did finish third last season on this track, so it wasn't all bad for Joey Logano um, on this track. And if there's somebody that can continue to be uh, right there in it, I think it's Joey Logano. Now, of course, Kyle Busch was in Gibbs equipment last year; he's in that eight car this year. But like Cody alluded to. Tyler Reddick should have won that race, and he was in that eight car, so we know that eight car can find its way around the dirt. Um, But Joey Logano obviously already has a win, so he's not concerned about winning so much on this track, which means he may play some strategy games, he may take some chances, he may do some things to get him uh, in and around the front to stay there. Uh, The only thing that maybe kind of gives you any sort of pause whatsoever was his 36th place finish in in uh, Las Vegas, where he had the the DVP, and then uh, the 28th place finish in the on the road course. But outside of that, he finished second at Daytona, tenth at Fontana, and seventh at Richmond. So sniffing around the front, and of course winning in Atlanta. But it's Joey Logano, like he did win on this track last year, uh, he or two years ago rather, and and like I said, he finished third last season's race. So. It, the momentum is not there for Joey Logano. It's it's not been like a, a killer of a season, but I believe he has the uh, the skills to get this done and to finish inside the top three. And then for Kyle Bush, something's got to turn. Uh, Kyle Bush has suffered through so much already this season in that eight carts. It's the highest of highs for him and the absolute lowest of lows for Kyle Bush. Um, and I'm not even writing the pissed off narrative right now because I don't think he's really necessarily all that pissed off um he wasn't happy last week in richmond obviously starting second finishing 14th uh but he did finish second on the road course 10th in atlanta 8th in phoenix one california uh and then you know 19th at daytona 14th at las vegas it's been a been a bumpy ride for him but if there's a track that these two drivers can get back into the swing of things it's bristol dirt I like this odds, 16-1 to 1 for both to finish in the top three. They don't even have to win. They just got to both finish second and third, and we're good.
1: Yeah, and I think these guys are going to fly under the radar a little bit. I mean, you know, towards the top of the odds, you got Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, Chase Briscoe. Then it's Kyle Busch, a 10-1. to 1. I very much looked at possibly picking him as a winner this week. Didn't quite go there, uh, but he's he proved last year he could put himself in position to be there. Got the win. Joey Logano 12 to one. He's done very well here both seasons winning the first year, third place last year. So he's proven he can get it done. Uh so I like combining these two, obviously. Like having a parlay, kind of, but uh but if you look at their individual top three odds, you're you're only getting Kyle Bush's three to one and Joey's only plus three forty. So putting them together, you get the plus sixteen hundred. You could take them individually as well in case one gets there one, but, uh, yeah, this is a fun one. And, uh, I like it.
0: Me too. Like I said, hats off to Caesars for giving us plenty of options for it. So, um, all right. Well, we're talking about drivers on the track. We will come back and give you who we think is going to win this race, this food city dirt race in Bristol, Tennessee. We'll do it after the break. Let's talk about a different kind of driver. We're brought to you by the Golf Gambling Podcast and their TaylorMade Driver Contest. Contest is completely free to enter and you, you have a chance to win an awesome TaylorMade Driver. Drawing's going to take place on Sunday, April 8th, so make sure you get in by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash driver. Those of you watching us on YouTube, thank you very much and hi, by the way. We have been excited to watch the numbers climb and to see more and more of you leaving comments and liking the videos and subscribing and clicking the bell and showing them off to your friends and showing the videos off when you're supposed to be showing a work presentation and saying, oops, and then having more people watch. Uh, we, We appreciate all of that. It's been fun. Uh, We'll continue to do so. Sorry we didn't put one out yesterday. Technical difficulties kept us from putting the video out, which is fine. You didn't need to see my face and my anger anyways. But, uh, yeah, we'll continue to do so. If you continue to support the show, like, subscribe, click the bell, put it on flyers in the subway. I don't know. However you do. QR codes. I don't care. Whatever. Keep, Keep driving the traffic our way. We'll keep driving the traffic yours.
1: Yeah and if if you are a YouTube uh, watcher/listener, slash listener, we did have a recap show just didn't we had did have as Rod said technical difficulties and kind of ended up just scrapping the video portion and it is available though on the audio side of things so go check that out on your uh, preferred podcast platform.
0: Indeed. All right Cody, somebody's got to win this race. Who's it going to be?
1: Somebody's got to win this race. I am going to roll the dice and put it all on red number 14, Chase Briscoe. 10 to 1 over on DraftKings. Uh, he actually opened at 12 to 1 to start the week. A few places he's already down to 9 to 1, but DraftKings has him over there at 10 to 1. So, uh, again, I talked about it. Probably the best car here last season. Should have finished second had he not taken out Reddick at the end of things. Uh, I think that. He is going to feel the pressure of having a not great season so far. Needs to light a fire under him. I'm sure they've had this race circled. This is his chance to get into victory lane and and punch that playoff ticket uh, and help another Stuart Haas car besides Kevin Harvick make it there. So I am going to jump on the Briscoe train one probably final time for the season before I once again discard him and and never think about him again. Uh, But I do think that he will be good this week at 10 to 1. William Byron 13 to 1 uh there's not a bunch of sexy statistics as far as how he's done on this race before but the, to the the uh uh to the theorem of momentum rod who has been better in the cup series this season than William Byron nobody who has more wins than William Byron nobody who has i mean Has William Byron ever struck you as a road course racer before, Rod, like one of the elite road course racers? No, he hasn't. Rod's shaking his head if you're listening on the audio version. But guess why he ran all the time we were at Coda up front. He is a fast car, a good driver. This is his breakout season. He has been up front. Now you're dropping him from a weekly favorite all the way to 13 to 1. I cannot pass up on the chance to get him. He could easily pop up and win this race, and everybody's going to be like, well, where'd that come from? And it's going to be like, Hey buddy, look at the momentum. He's been building up these last few weeks. Right. Um, and so let's see, I was trying to find, I, I forgot to write this down, but his finishes from the last two seasons, I remember they weren't great. He finished 18th here last season and in 2021 he finished, duh, duh, duh. he actually finished in six. So not a bad finish there uh, in the 2021 race. But this is just, I mean, he's been the fastest car all season. He's been one of the better drivers. It's been him and Larson, 1A, 1B. Larson, obviously, is a favorite to win this one. So Byron just kind of, I know it's been that gut feeling kind of all week. So I mean, well, it's only Tuesday, but so far, and it feels like it's later in the week than that. But Byron, just one of those guys that keeps swapping to mind, and then you get him at a price like this um, at 13-1 to 1 over on Caesars, and I just can't pass it up. So William Byron, I'm going to take at 13-1. to and Daniel Suarez twenty-five to one. He's as low as eighteen to one some places. So again, chop around like we always preach. This one's actually over on WinBet, kind of surprisingly. But Daniel Suarez twenty-five to one uh, to win this race. Again, I talked about it before. He's led a ton of laps in the last two races here. Uh, where I wrote it down somewhere. I'm getting lost in my notes, Rod. He led sixty-four laps last year, fifty-eight the year before. Finished fourth la- uh, in twenty-one. And 12th last season so he's shown the ability to run up front here i think he could potentially get it back out front and as far as the long shot goes uh, again some of these these regular dirt guys get caught up in things and things fall his way i think that he's he's proven that he can get out front and stay out front for a little bit when he does it uh so daniel suarez at 25 to one will be my long shot
0: okay here we go ready no one Drives like Byron. No one wins like Byron in a dirt place. Nobody slides like Byron. Sorry, I, I just wow.
1: That I had no idea that was coming, and I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I think we're gonna have to make a YouTube short out of that.
0: I I, I messed it up because I was supposed to say in a dirt race nobody slides like Byron. Yeah, that was that was how it was supposed to go.
1: It uh, was beautiful how it
0: was. Thank you, thank you. I I don't know what. So my daughter showed me some crazy TikTok earlier that had. <laughs> Uh, gassed on in it, and I, that song stuck in my head. So,
1: there you go. I'm glad that she showed you that, and we were able to use it in the show. I was
0: about to say, I apologize to everybody who just <laughs> stopped listening right now. I guarantee you that won't happen again. Uh, all right, so I, I do. I I I will stamp approval on all of your picks only because the price is right for every single one of those. Um, I'm gonna go chalky a little bit because somebody somebody shook. Larson's cage this this last mm-hmm. week somebody somebody beat Larson's uh, uh cage with a stick and, and woke him up and he won this race now we saw last season that he did win and then it just sort of disappeared back into the shadows again but I don't know that we I don't know that we are gonna see that again this this year I think now that Larson's awake now that Larson is going to a dirt track in which we I mean look you don't have to listen to me to tell you that Kyle Larson is a good dirt track racer because you're going to see that everywhere. Nothing about what I'm going to say is breaking news, right? It's not, you're not going to go, oh my God, Rod had the hottest take in the world. No, no, it's, it's Kyle Larson. He's plus 550. He's the favorite on this track, and there's really good reason for that. You know, obviously he can win in anything he drives. He drives everything and wins. So, I mean, Kyle Larson at plus 550, especially after a win, uh, on this uh, last week on a short track, you know. I'm just saying that 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 when a winner starts winning, you got to be careful. And I, I know that it's not, I mean, I know it's the favorite. So, again, this isn't like hot take, right? It's fine. I, I get it. But sometimes you got to bet the favorites because they're a favorite for a reason. So, I think my pick to win is Larson. Here's where it gets spicy, okay? I'm going to pit Martin Truex Jr., He's 25 to one. Cody has. He, is he still racing? I Cody has already. Cody has already written me off for this. In fact, he's finding a new co-host for the show after this.
1: I almost didn't let Rod come on the show tonight. So yeah. I asked. I said, I asked if he was feeling okay. I said to blink twice if he was being held <laughs> captive. Uh, I had his daughter come in and take his temperature.
0: <laughs> no. It's,
1: yeah. Hey, oh boy.
0: All good. Hey, listen, I'm telling you right now. I saw something, and, and my handicap begins and ends with last week. I saw something in Martin Truex Jr. that I hadn't seen in a very long time, right? The guy was in front of a race. Now, granted, he didn't stay up there because of uh, Scott I was going to say, I think we've
1: seen that plenty of times. Right? I mean, He's we've seen that story. Up front, and then he goes to the back.
0: <laughs> we've seen that story, and that's fine. But here's the thing, right? You don't make those same mistakes every single time, right? You, in fact in NASCAR you can't make those mistakes every single time. Now granted there are drivers that get caught up in stuff and it seems like it happens every single week, but I mean you got to think and and again maybe this is just me listening to to Denny Hamlin's uh, I'll never listen to it again by the way because I I just it gets seated in in that brain of mine and I start <laughs> to take things away. But um but you know in that meeting when they when they all get together and, and start talking about it going over strategies and doing all kinds of crazy stuff you know, this is this is what they talk about. Where did we go wrong? What can we do? And if we think Danny Hamlin's going to be good this week, if we think Ty Gibbs is going to be good this week, then it scans the reason that Martin Truex Jr. can be good on this track as well. It's 25 to 1 for a reason, people. Isn't this is not a slam dunk. This is not me saying Kyle Larson, right? Everybody knows Kyle Larson has a chance to win. Martin Truex Jr. is a long shot. Exactly for the reason that that Cody's making that face right now. It's hard to bet on Martin Truex Jr., especially on this track. He's finished 19th and 21st on this dirt track. So the numbers will not back me up. I will definitely be uh, uh, making the case against him with my stats. But what I'm saying is, for Martin Truex Jr. last week, that was a ride that I think he's, in fact, again, after Denny Hamlin's podcast when he asked him how he was feeling, Truex said, I feel pretty good. Haven't felt like this in a while. I'm just saying. There's a possibility. So you're saying there's a chance, right? Martin Truex here, I don't know that anybody thought he was going to be running up front last week, right? Nobody really gave him a whole lot of of, uh, opportunity to run up front last week. So he did. Maybe he remembers what that feels like. Maybe he slept a little better, and now he can find it again. It's 25 to 1 for a reason. Don't go with me if you don't want to. But if he ends up winning this race, I'm going to do the longest I told you so in recorded history. In fact, we're going to have a Guinness Book of World Records person here uh, to document my longest I told you so's.
1: Wow, that is uh, that is impressive. I will say, and I forgot to bring this up, but William Byron and Chase Briscoe, both going to be in the truck race as well. Uh, so that's going to give more track time. I think that leads towards helping them as well. Martin Truex Jr. did win the truck race here in 2021. Very surprisingly, nobody saw that coming. Uh, And so even though the Cup Series results haven't been great, I've actually sent a certified letter to all of the books telling them to just completely erase Martin Truex Jr. I'm not allowed to bet on him. So I won't be able to follow you, Rod. But I will say, at 25 to 1, it does offer solid value. We know the speed is there. Martin Truex Jr. is in there somewhere. He came out at the Coliseum, and we thought maybe, just maybe, and then he just disappeared again, but it could happen. And at 25 to one, I think that that's a long enough shot that, I mean, you put him up next to Daniel Suarez, who I took a 25 to one. Trex is a better driver, probably in the better equipment. It's probably close, but, it, and it just, it, I, I can't do it because I've, I've swore myself off of him until I see otherwise. But I will say the value is there at 25 to one. Uh, and so, I can't completely blame you for taking that.
0: Hey, you're gonna feel gross. You're gonna need a shower afterwards, and I get that. I get that. And if you need to, look, hit me in the discord after you, dude, I'll be your support. i'll I'll tell you, it's okay. Like, I mean, I'm I've obviously Rod, would, will,
1: Rod will help you push the button if you w- need if you need the assistance. Uh,
0: for I, placing will, <laughs> I will walk you through the process of what it feels like. Instant regret. It's OK. I get it. I get it. But, uh, you know, again, this is it'll give you a little something else to, to feel very good about at the end of the day or like you're just done and you're ready for Cody to get a new co-host right after this. <laughs>
1: Well, I don't think we need to go that far, but you know, hey, we'll see. You never know. If you end up being right, it's gonna be one hell of a fun time at the recap show.
0: Honestly, I don't know, but it's to me. I just I don't know. I
1: looked at all the long shots. Yeah, and there is there is value at twenty five to one, and he did it in the truck race. Mm. So if he if he can win, he's proven he can win on this track already. So uh, you can't count him out, and so uh, I I can't do it, (laughs) but I don't blame you for doing it.
0: I, well, and I don't blame any of you else for doing it as well. I, I, I have a feeling if I were to put an over under, uh, on, on how many people tell me, I would put under 3% of the people out there will follow me on this one. So,
1: yeah. uh, Hey, let us know in the discord. Let us know, you know, comment on YouTube. Let us know if you're, uh, if you're going to tip back rods, Martin Trucks junior play. Yeah.
0: And feel free to tell me like, that's an idiotic play. How in the world could you do this? Because <laughs> It's not like I'm going to argue with you.
1: <laughs> Rod gets that. It's just I get it. I get it. I'm just you saying you can't argue with the fact that there is
0: value. In exactly. It, so. uh, all right. So get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over the bets for the weekend. I, and how many? How many betters? How many like handicappers out there will will flat out tell you? I know it's stupid, but just you know, follow me on this one for a second. There's a thread of logic that that gets me through this one. Well, and that's I mean, and that shows you how
1: we aren't adverse to pointing out the value when we see it like we we do not want to bet on martin trex jr like it just it's nothing against the guy he seems like a wonderful dude like again i'd have a beer with him him, love (laughs) to talk to him all that stuff it just he's burned us so many times and we've seen it so many times last week included where he had the best car one of the best cars and the result just isn't there i think he's i think it's 50 races now that his his winless streak is on yeah. Obviously, one at the Coliseum, but that that doesn't count as not a points-paying race. But it just it's tough to count. And Ryan Blaney's in the same boat. Like I love the dude. Like I so badly just want him to win so I could start betting on him again. But it's just that's how it goes, and, and that's that's the side of betting. But the fact that we still bring it up. Same thing with Ty Gibbs, right? We've we've said early in the season, like uh, my biggest are. Uh, f- f- <sighs> My biggest future bet, that's <laughs> where I was trying to go there. My biggest future bet before the season was Ty Gibbs under one and a half wins. Like, I have a huge ticket on that because I fully believed in that and I still do. But when it starts, you start to see it, you start to get those angles, there starts to be value. You have to adjust. That's what we're here to do. So, even though sometimes it feels dirty, it feels gross. We are going to a dirt track. God. We're going to get dirty anyways. So, <laughs> I know you were going to go there, Rod. Sorry for stealing that from you. But, it's, uh, yeah, you got to do it sometimes.
0: Hey, no, I'm just a proud, I'm proud. I'm a proud podcast host that you You've, you've that been there.
1: teaching me well. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I learned for right. the best.
0: <laughs> Get out your pen and paper. Let's start writing these down for you. Cody started us off with Bowman over Chastain at minus 115. Find that over on Caesars. I gave you McDowell as a top 10 car. I feel like my card's gonna leave people feeling a lot more icky uh, than yours, so I just get ready for mine. I, I'm just saying. Uh, I I embraced the dirtiness of this track. So uh, hey, McDowell is a top ten at plus two eighty five over on Barstool, and then Cody gave you a Denny Hamlin over Ryan Blaney minus one fifteen on Caesars. I gave you Denny Hamlin over Ricky Stenhouse Jr. at minus one fourteen. Over on Barstool, Cody gave you Ty Gibbs as the top Toyota at 15 to one. Caesars are giving you that, and then a top 10 at plus 250 on Barstool. I gave you Ryan Blaney over Ross Chastain at minus 1 to uh, 110, uh, and that's over on DraftKings. And then Cody gave you. Chase Briscoe as a top five car at plus 165 on Barstool. And then, of course, snuck in Harvick as a top Ford uh, at 10 to 1 over on Caesars. I gave you Ty Gibbs over Josh Berry in the battle of the rookies slash kind of rookie at minus 110 over on Caesars. Cody gave you Daniel Suarez as a top 10 car at plus 110 on Barstool. I got kind of creative and gave you both uh, Bush and Logano to finish inside the top three at 16 to 1. And then, of course, Cody listed off Chase Briscoe at ten to one on DraftKings, Byron at thirteen to one on Caesars, and Suarez at twenty-five to one over on WinBet to win this race. I went chalky, gave you Kyle Larson at plus five fifty. Used all of my handicapping skills to give you that one, uh, and then Martin Truex Jr. at twenty-five to one plus the free shower afterwards over on DraftKings. Uh, that'll round out our bets. Cody, how you feeling about this dirt race, bud?
1: I'm feeling uh, feeling good. It's going to be a fun week. I think the racing is going to be exciting. I think that uh, maybe even more so than the betting side of things, like sit down, it's Easter weekend, enjoy with the family. Uh, another reason to bet on Ty Gibbs this week, It, it is this is his holiday, right? Yeah. Self-proclaimed Jesus. So. That's what it is. That's, uh, you know, there you go. But, no, enjoy the family, right? Get a sit-down, a nice primetime Sunday night race. That's going to be fun time. Uh, and to get a little bit of action Saturday night, too. They're going to be doing the heat races Saturday night. Along with the trucks, we'll, so we'll see the truck heat races. I think then it's the cup heat races, then the truck race. Plenty of cup guys in the truck series race as well. We'll break that down tomorrow. So make sure you come back for that as well. Uh, I already got one guy. I'm I'm gonna be claiming as soon as we get off here, Rod. So uh, sorry, but you don't get a bet on him.
0: All right, fine. I'll, I'll make the dock up as we uh, as we head to bed, and then you can just throw them in there. That way you there have you the go. claim. Uh, <laughs> so right. Come
1: back tomorrow for that.
0: Uh, yeah, come back tomorrow for that truck, for sure. Uh, and then, of course, we'll have DFS uh, to close out the week, and, uh, and a surprise. We'll, we'll fill you in on what we're doing for the final episode since we don't have an Xfinity race. We'll get something in there for you as well and have a little fun, talk some betting as well. We're going to enjoy the 900-count Egyptian thread clay that they've got going on on the dist, uh, Bristol dirt track on Sunday but before that happens Cody we're going to finish out the week but before we do we're going to finish out this episode so why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media
1: yep follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeb you can find all my stuff there make sure you check us out on the F1 gambling podcast get in the discord again going to be even more important this week where we'll have the heat races to look at we'll know the starting lineup Saturday and going into sunday we can adjust some bets make other bets point out whatever else we like so uh yeah follow along all week
0: yes man follow me on twitter at rj link in the bottom of everything i got going on whether it's here whether it is in between media the back road kick it off on thursday not my week but they still got some great stuff going on talking nascar over there as well they'll be covering the dirt race and looking back at last week as well all right we're coming back with trucks tomorrow we'll see you then until next time Let's go racing and let it ride.